You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, there's the music. That means it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet. They're here to help you with your pets, no matter what the problem is, like the fella sitting across from me. Hi, I'm Brian Donovan, but you can call me Mr. Magoo. <laughs> like the and, guy across from me. <laughs> my name's Jamie Flanagan. And the other guy. Hi, I'm Matthew Fox. We're just making sure everybody has a good time. Yeah. Animal Talk, it's America's Pet Show, here to help you with your pets. That's what we're here to do, broadcasting from the uh, Podcast Detroit Studios, downtown Detroit, in the Detroit Shipping Company. The sun's out. Buns out. We're doing this without our pants on. Thanks for joining us on Facebook. That was a secret. <laughs> That's a, something little, something, something little special for folks that join us uh, on the socials. So uh, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, there's a Facebook page. And it's all Animal Talk Radio, and then AnimalTalkRadio.com, the website. Rock like, on. subscribe, put a little thumbs up while you if you if you make it through and you enjoy it, uh, leave a comment for us. It, uh, it's greatly appreciated, and we do appreciate you being with us. Uh, it's fun. It's animals. It's a good time. Brian, how's your world, man? Uh, great. I mean, look outside. It's, yes. it's beautiful outside. I, know. I mean, how can you have anything but nice things on your mind? I know. I'm, I, I'm, right. I'm staring at the sun. I'm blind now. But, yeah, it's so nice out. It is. Don't look we're, directly at it. We're enjoying it. <laughs> we have, we've had a rough winter and a, 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 a weak, weak spring. So it's, uh, it's a pleasure to... Did you say wet spring? Oh. Wet, 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 wet spring. I'm still pumping out the backyard where I'm putting a... Uh, the gar- the my, my well, why, why do you have to say it like that? The garage. I'm sorry. It's a. It's kind of a man cave. It's uh, Brian. Hey. Brian Donia, is not. It? It's, <laughs> it's Brianistan. Brianistan. Brian Donia. Brian Donia. Brianistan. Brianistan. That's it. Yes, you're making your own country. You yeah, have your own make, currency. I'm going to make my own flag. <laughs> I'm going to have a checkpoint. Because <laughs> way in the back of my yard, it's like a couple hundred feet from the house. There's uh, going to be a there's going to be a gate with a checkpoint, nice, and a guard. <laughs> is that uh, who are you keeping out, or is that to flag people in? Uh, just oh, it's just a place I can have all my own laws. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> and once I have the, the the coolest country in the world, people are going to want to come in. Where I might, we're, have to, I might have to build a wall. You might. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to? <laughs> where we're going, there'll be no roads. <laughs> Uh, but we're here to help people with their pets. That's that's the idea. And I got a question for you that came in off the wire. I'm going to throw it at you now. I didn't even have time to stretch. I know. I know. Okay. We want to get right into it. So it's uh, we're looking at a 13-week-old Husky Aussie mix. There's a ball of energy yeah. for you, right? Oh, my gosh. All right. So this is uh, how do you stop a Siberian Husky from biting? It's from asking now. I have a 13-week-old Husky Aussie mix puppy who looks and acts more like a Husky. In the last two weeks, she's been biting, not nipping, but biting constantly, always at my right arm or right leg. Uh, and so I'm guessing she hunts from the left. <laughs> okay. She hunts from See, the I, left. I wear mine on that. Never mind. All right. So uh, the puppy bites. It's almost always in an excited but aggressive state. Um And it can come on very suddenly with no warning. I've determined that one of her triggers 
uh, is tiredness because her eyes are red. Uh, but it happens even when she's not tired. She's, oh, I know uh, that. I know that look. Yeah. <laughs> that tired look, like stay away from me. They, their little lip curls up. You just want to punch them in the nose. <laughs> oh, she's not yet fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, I exercise the puppy as much as I can. I've tried the typical tricks, redirecting, saying, ouch, grabbing the scruff of her neck, spraying her with water in the face. But she loves water, and that just becomes a game. Uh, she's bitten me so often and so badly that my doctor made me get a rabies shot. Wow. That's that's kind of serious. So my indoor my puppy is kept indoors unless I'm with her in the backyard. So she has no bite wounds from any other animals. Uh the puppy was very very shy the the day I got her and and I thought she was more Aussie reserved in her nature and I've worked with those kind of dogs before but then out came the husky and uh, I've worked with huskies as well but this one is just not working for me. How do I stop this biting? Mm. Well, you know, uh, the, the dog, dog's 13 weeks old now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you really should get the dog into obedience. But until then, uh, you know, a lot of times people frame a question by saying, how do I stop my dog mm-hmm, from, mm-hmm. right? How do I, right. how do I get him to stop? Um, a better way of, of looking at it oftentimes is to say, um, uh, what would you rather have your dog do? And okay. also, Time and place, teaching time and place. Oh. Because it's a dog, you know, just like you said earlier, Jamie, I mean, this is a, an Aussie, yeah. which has a lot of energy, and a Siberian Husky, lots of energy. Right. So there's probably a little crosswiring going on in that dog, and, and she's just, yeah, she's just always, you know, ready for a fight. So um, what I would do is I would have a couple toys that the dog could play with, and, mm-hmm. and some trainers might disagree, play with, growl, and bite as, as hard as she wants. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she learns that those things are okay. To be, and then you got to come down on her like a ton of bricks huh. when she uh, when she bites you. Right, right. Okay, so she knows this is right, that's wrong. If you just show the dog it's wrong all the time, sometimes, especially a dog that has a behavior that's th- that. Right. Crazy. We're answering this. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, answer. We put the phone number up there on <laughs> Facebook, and we said, hey – Call in. Say hi. So we're just answering the phone blind and saying, hi, you're on Animal Talk. This is a little dangerous, isn't it? It's very dangerous. <laughs> hi, you're on Animal Talk. It's pretty dangerous, you guys. But fortunately, I'm a callback. This is Andy from Pardon My Fork. How you guys doing? Hey, hey we're Andy. doing well, Andy. <laughs> nice, to, nice to hear from you again. How is everything in the fork business? Pardon you, my fork. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's rolling right along, guys. Rolling right along. Had a real busy weekend last weekend. I... Long story short, I'm friends with some people with the Kansas City Barbecue Society, and they're having trouble filling a spot for the Ace Hardware Barbecue Fest in my hometown. Ah. So I said, hey, do you want to come down and just, uh, you know, do a cooking demo? It's all going to be free food, whatever, and uh, won't be that big of a deal. So we set that whole thing up. We're expecting, I don't know, 100, 200 people. We had um, 1,000 people show up, and we handed out 650 street tacos we had to go back and buy more food twice. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's great. Street tacos. What's a street taco? Because yes, uh, up here in Detroit, that's a dead squirrel, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a street taco is just one of those little, it's like a three or a four inch tortilla, right? Okay. And, uh, and it makes you feel like a giant, and you get to eat more of them because uh, it's just gone three or four bites. So well, you like hey, it was, it was all five of them. It was only little, right? <laughs> I could have a couple ten more. It's like Jello. There's always room for tacos. <laughs> that right, is right. that is right, Andy. So what about the? Uh, you got some critters in your life, right? I recollect you had a cat. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, the wife is doing much better now after losing her cat here a couple months ago. Oh. And, mm. uh, you know, we haven't really been thinking too much about um, what the next animal in our life is going to be. We're just taking care of the one. Mm-hmm. But uh, we decided this just like a couple of weeks ago. We decided that the month that I met my old cat is going to now be his birthday. And so we're going to be uh, giving my cat Thomas a happy birthday uh, this July for his 20th. Oh, wow. 20. That's a good run for a kitty cat. Yeah, it is. I know. What's his diet like? Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so, yeah, what uh, what kind of diet do you get your cat on? Just uh, regular store stuff, or do you do like the special? Yeah, for 20 street years tacos. Old. Street, street tacos. Street tacos. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, for years, we made our own cat food. It would be uh, chicken thighs with the skin and bone on. Huh. Um, it'd usually be uh, pumpkin and carrots as well. Wow. And we cook all that down, it'd all go in the Vitamix. We'd grind all that up. He he was on that for probably six years, seven wow. years, because he had some gastrointestinal stuff. So okay. We right. always tried to feed him well. Yeah. We always got the uh, like the taste of the wild, you know, stuff that was uh, relatively grain free and and um, you know some of the the cat food brands, the kibbles that are not just your. Um, I, I don't want to drop any names of products here in case you guys ever want to do a sponsorship, but you know what I'm talking about, those yeah. cheaper brands sure. that don't settle very well with cats a lot of times. Right. Um, here for about the last year and a half, we've had him on the um, kidney diet. It's mm. the Royal Canaan kidney okay. diet. Okay, yep, yep. Nice. Uh, so you got to get that stuff a lot of times right from the vet. They're uh, prescription-based, so... Well, that's good. That's good. That uh, man, good, good luck with the cat. That that is awesome. So you you are a podcast in uh, junkie and fool. How many podcasts are you hosting right now again? <laughs> I'm back down to just the one. Oh, I'm okay. Producing three other for other people though. So okay, you could say that I have my hands full. Okay. Yeah. So what's uh, what's the what's the podcast again, and and what's the website for folks? It's pardon my fork. It's all food and food sport talk. And it's just real easy to find Pardon My Fork on any of the podcast platforms and at PardonMyFork.com. That is awesome. Andy, thanks for checking in, man. Absolutely, you guys. Always good to talk to you. Take care. Yeah, right on. talk Be to you well. soon. All right, bye. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't See, that dangerous, you was it? You ask and you show. Well, Brian and I are used to, to radio, yeah. right? Because yeah. we did Animal Talk as, as a radio show for... 15 years. Yeah. And we're syndicated at one point, yeah, Matt. Yeah. You should show some respect. <laughs> In radio, yes, sir. you know, you got a producer and, and, a, and, a, and, a, and an engineer yeah. and, you know, uh, craft services. Uh, craft, yeah. And they're, they're off <laughs> in another masseuse. room. And, uh, you know, they're, they answer the phones they're like, and they prep them. It's like, hi, you know, animal talk. It's like, okay, so what's your question? They help people frame their question so they don't get on and go, oh, hey, how you doing? Right, right. <laughs> uh, we're good, you know. So it, so they, they screen a little bit and they help people frame their questions. Well, in radio too, podcasting, we're a little bit more free and loose. You can, yeah. you can talk to somebody for 20 minutes. You can, you can drop the, uh, the C bomb. That's anything. <laughs> yeah. Cactus? <laughs> yes. Cat? Something like that. <laughs> so, uh, so, but, uh, yeah, so it's kind of to us. It's like <gasps> just opening the phone. It's right, like right. dangerous. But if it's like the old days, swear, yeah, <laughs> it's like the old days, Jamie. <laughs> just firing them, firing them up. Good to hear from Andy. I like that. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. So uh, he's uh, he's trying to launch his own uh, 
Oh, he's gonna. He's thinking about syndicating a, a network himself. So. Oh, very nice. Good very luck nice. to good luck to that. So, got something for you here. Yeah. Come on, man. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> Ah, extinct birds re-evolved back into existence. What? <laughs> yes. Re-evolved. I don't know. I just Nature head- found a way. I got sucked into headlines. That's how pretty <laughs> much this works. Uh, so an extinct bird is being re-evolved back into existence. I don't even know. It's uh, They it. took some larvae out of some... Uh, out of a piece of amber? Out of a piece of amber. <laughs> yep. Got some DNA. From the Mesozoic period? <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong? Uh, once the bird became extinct, it took only 20,000 years for it to revert, return and evolve into a flightless bird again. Uh, the once extinct species re-evolved itself into existence and returned to the island it once colonized thousands of years ago, researchers are telling us. It's the uh, uh, Aldebar, Aldebra, Aldebra Rail. It's named the Aldebra Drop the bra. Alat. Okay. Uh, it's the Aldebra Alat, and it inhabits the hmm. island. It inhabits, uh, so yeah, it's a native flightless bird in the Indian Ocean region, uh, descendants of the flying white-throated rail that is believed to have lost its ability to fly because of the lack of predators made it unnecessary. <laughs> Lost so not, its ability to fly. Has anyone seen my ability to fly? <laughs> Seem to have lost it. Well, uh, why do you put a bird in a cage, anyways? They can fly. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, fossils of the Aldebar rail have been discovered dating back 136,000 years, uh, but the island has since been submerged by the ocean, wiping out almost all life. Uh, the Aldebar went. Under the sea and everything was gone. Turned into a fish. Evolved into a fish. I know the next chapter here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is the Natural Historical Museum of London. Julie from there said it was uh, almost a complete turnover of the fauna and everything. Everything went extinct. Yet the Aldebra rail still lives on today. Something must have happened for it to return. <laughs> so there you go. So the bird became extinct after the flood. You know, because it couldn't fly. Noah, that whole thing. It only took twenty thousand years for the white-throated rail to return and evolve into a flightless Aldebar rail bird again, according to the museum. Oh. Da, 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 da. So, so there's no other case that uh, Julian Hume from the Natural History Museum of London can find of this occurring. So if there were two different species colonizing, becoming flightless, uh, it was the very same ancestral bird. Mm. That's crazy. I just read some sad news today. Oh, Jamie. Oh, boy. Matt. What's it? Um, the koala bear Uh-oh. is, uh, the term they used was functionally extinct. Functionally extinct. Functionally uh-huh. extinct. There, there used to be, uh, 120 some habitats for the koala. Yeah. But because, um, uh, climate has been, um, it's been getting warmer. There's been some heat waves. Hmm. Uh, they've been dying and, um, there are only, uh, about 60 left, 60 of these locations. And, um, it sounds like a big number. They said there's there are 80,000 koala left, but they said that's not enough to make it around the board one more time. They, there's It's not enough to actually produce more 
Well, I, you know, maybe their their uh, their their mating sequence is is such that uh, it just doesn't. It's just not a big enough population. So they're not considered endangered yet. No, they've been endangered. Oh, okay. They're functionally extinct. Me- oh, geez. They okay. just can't. Uh, there, there's no way they can reproduce um, their numbers anymore. So, um, wow. that's pretty sad. I hope I that turns I, around. I think I got this. I yeah. think I can help. Yeah. I've heard people say, <laughs> "Come on, koalas." How you doing, Koala? <laughs> I got a little u- eucalyptus back at my place. I don't mm. know about that. See? <laughs> this can happen. I can, we can make it happen for the koalas. <laughs> Just get out into the... May love. Get- <laughs> yeah, do it in Australian Drink accent. love. <laughs> it doesn't seem to me. Hey, mate. It's just not enough, baby. Uh, How you doing, mate, hey? There you go. It's just that's, not enough. That's it, man. We need yeah, yeah. to get koalas getting the groove back on. Man, so much for my serious story. <laughs> uh, I do what I can. <laughs> I'm just really hoping the bartender comes up with more beers again. Oh, yeah? That would be a, quite the blessing in disguise. Man, she not only... Made it up all the way up these stairs to come. She was on a mission to yeah. give you free beer. Yes. Right. And she was happy to do it. She was grinning from ear to ear. I know. What did you do to She's, her? I don't know. It's, uh, we're here, like I said, downtown Detroit. The uh, Detroit Shipping Company. It's like 22 shipping containers put together. She had the happiest face I've ever seen. And one of these and one of these is a, is a pod that we're in broadcasting. And... Uh, it's a dangerous night, fellas. It is. <laughs> what is what's going on? All right. Hey, welcome to Animal Talk. Hi. Oh my God! Guess who it is? Oh. What? Is it's this who, me. It's is it really Sam Nork? Yeah, this is Sam Nork. Hey, Samantha. Samantha. Where Hi. Where are you at, Samantha? Uh, I'm currently in Can. I'm currently in the city. We walked back because we walked. <laughs> we we needed to get something, so we walked all the way back, and then we had to walk all the way back to our hotel. But we're walking right now. You had you had to get something, and, and, and the middle of the night. That something would be probably a <laughs> bottle of wine, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank fun. you for your honesty, Sam. <laughs> so you're at the Cannes Film Festival interning. That's amazing, yes. Samantha. So uh, have you have you encountered any celebrities? Uh, not personally. Um, I have seen some like walk the red carpet though. Like we saw Elton John today because they had the Rocket Man premiere here. Sure, it's sure. Pretty cool. I just, uh, but I didn't like. Huh. I re- I read that uh, it was a huge hit. There was a standing ovation for Rocket Man. Oh really? Yeah. I wasn't in the theater because we don't we don't get tickets to like the premiere premiere. So what do you get to do? Um. Uh. Well, we get tickets to like the other premieres, like the premiere like after, like the one after all the famous people are there. Oh, like uh, and like, then, like, uh, like, like Pippi Longstocking's fourteen. Yes. <laughs> so what? There'll be like another yeah, screening of Rocket Man, and you'll get to go see the second or third screening. Yeah, there's like one in the. Oh, there's like a giant line for something. What is going on? Anyway, yeah, so they have, like, second and third screenings that we can get into. Okay. Um, and then we also have these badges that can get us into, like, the smaller movies that aren't, like, in competition. All right. And uh, so what, what are you doing? What's your job? Because you're entering there. So what, uh, what's your gig? What do you have to do? Oh, you're, break- you're breaking up on us, Samantha. Well, you're calling from overseas, from the other side of the pond. We lost her. Oh, she's yeah. fading in and out on us. Oh, Sam. Sam. We're losing you. Stop well, walking. 
Be Samantha, be safe. Just be like smart. those birds lost their ability to fly. <laughs> That's it. We lost Sam North. So, all right. So be good, because Samantha. Italy is sinking into the ocean. <laughs> all right. Uh, so she must be having the time cool. of her life. Oh yeah. my god, yeah, yeah. So she's, but yeah, she's working with a couple of the production companies and and doing stuff for that. So I was curious what when she got her feet on the ground, what exactly she would be doing there yeah. mm-hmm. uh, during the Cannes Film Festival. I'm just excited for. That's oh, like, absolutely! Holy crap! Being 20 years old, who'd she go with? Herself. Yeah. I mean, she's working, you know, I mean, she's working for a company. I mean, she's interning yeah, for a company. Are, are and she all... knows a few other interns. Oh, she does. Okay. There's a pack of like probably, you know, 10 of them that are doing stuff. But she got her little self to the airport, onto the plane, through immigration, everything? Oh. Or uh, through... Uh, um, the... She flew out of Toronto. So, yeah. her wow. folk, Her folks drove her out to... Yeah, from she did Detroit all that on her own. ...to Toronto, yeah. and she flew out of Toronto, yeah. Good so. job, Sam. Good job, Sam hey, Nork. Being an adult. So, yeah. Standing ovation on right? Yeah. <laughs> All that, all that adulting. Oh yeah, she's she's must be having the time of her life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She just said, "Oh poop, sorry, <laughs> it was the signal." So, no worries, no worries. Samantha. Be safe, Sam. Yes. All right, but uh, zombies, Ooh. <laughs> zombies, zombies. I just saw something about zombie raccoons. Zombie yeah, yeah. raccoons. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Zombie raccoon sightings. They stagger. They show their teeth. Their eyes may even glow. Oh, Matt, no. tell us about the zombie raccoons. Oh, do okay. Because zombies scare the hell out of me. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> uh, so the distemper virus. Uh, raccoons can, scare yeah. the hell out of me. I yeah. mean, what's with the mask? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, the distemper virus can uh, make raccoons act like zombies and can be deadly to dogs. So you got to be careful if your dogs are outside and you have raccoons around. So Chicago area officials have repeatedly warned locals that cases have been spotted in the region. Police received multiple reports of zombie raccoons uh, recently, and the diseased animals are a persistent problem near Chicago, according to reports by the Chicago Tribune and the ABC7 Chicago. So in December, Cook County Animal and Rabies Control warned residents of an increase in raccoons carrying the virus and displaying abnormal neurologic signs. Who's that? Is it a zombie raccoon? That's uh, zombie Samantha. <laughs> that phone waits for no man. No, it doesn't, does it? <laughs> I don't know how this works. You answered the phone twice. What? <laughs> Did you have a stroke back there? What's going on? Hey, I got back. I got background music. <laughs> Did you just hang up? Hello? Yeah, I don't. No, it wasn't the the button to click it on wasn't popping up like it normally does. So, huh? Yeah. All right. Interesting. Um, and I couldn't turn it down. That was podcasting just full. technology has to uh, has to uh, address that evolve. What? It's to evolve. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or I, I should learn how it works. <laughs> There's something. Yeah. But I was, I was, I was kind of hoping Sam would call back because then right. we could torment her with, uh, the fact or fiction. <laughs> so she would be it's like dumb. all pissed off walking around the streets of, <laughs> where is that? That's, uh, France, right? The Cannes Festival's in France? Yeah. Whereabouts, whereabouts yeah, is, is it? Italy? In Cannes? Cannes? Italy. Yeah, but I know, but where, whereabouts <laughs> is that? Europe? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, it's it's France, but where is it? South on the water. <laughs> <laughs> it's my uh, geography, man. 
We don't have to yeah, be. You're an English teacher. You don't need to know that. <laughs> yeah, we were, I was going to make Samantha uh, suffer through this. Nice. Because if Sam's not here and Matt's here, it's no longer fact or fiction. It's stump the chump. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, I, you're not offended when I say that. Here, we? We're yeah, not gender biased here, are we? We're not gender biased, are we? Hey, just be careful with keeping your pets outside with uh, zombie raccoons. Zo- oh my God, they scare oh. me. Yes. They like go going after my trash. You come out and then he's like, they stand up on the on top of your trash can, going, "What do you got, man? Bring it." Well, if and you see something like, walking up to you, dazed, confused, and its eyes are glowing at you, yeah, um, it's your wife. I <laughs> so so can, so can is near Nice. It's uh, it's on it's on the coast, southeast coast. Um, okay, man, I bet it's beautiful over there. Uh, pictures that she posted on her uh, on her face base look pretty pretty beautiful actually yeah yeah yeah. she hasn't posted too much i don't know if she's on like a blackout while she's working probably so but uh yeah lauren checked in lucy checked in andy checked in on the facebook hi to you guys thanks guys lucy's a pseudonym so we'll stick with lucy on okay the, on the like i said we're not gender biased are we who's, who's uh, lucy so uh an old friend from the 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 club days when matt and i used to dj the clubs <laughs> we are we're very we're very famous <laughs> so uh yeah so she was uh was she one of the waitresses or just a regular there? Uh, she was you, – you would ask me that question. She was regularly there. She, she was regularly there. Who <laughs> would have been a waitress? As, as she must we have been pretty regular if we you, were. you weren't sure she was a waitress. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got all our she drinks for – wearing the same clothes as the employees. <laughs> <laughs> we got all our drinks for um, free. It's, uh, it didn't really matter. But uh, <laughs> speaking of these zombie raccoons, yes, you know, so Lauren and I were in New York City oh, a couple oh, weeks ago. Right. They're aggressive. And uh, we're walking through Central Park. Really? And in the sidewalk, there's somebody left a – they didn't leave it. These two women were sitting on the bench, and a raccoon came up, stole their her, their freaking lunch. The girls jumped up. They're like, they're like, oh, my God. What's and he's just seeing – people are riding their bikes by, walking past. They have human hands. Yeah. They could do all those human yeah. stuff with – oh, my God. Yeah. It, it he was, creeps um, me out. Yeah. Was, uh, my goodness. I mean, very aggressive. He's just like right out there, didn't care. No. Right? I don't know if it was one of these zombie ones, but would that be considered a tame raccoon if they just don't care and walk up to mm, you? I, you know, whenever a wild animal just walks up to you, it's always a bad sign. Mm. Huh. You know, it's uh, trying to take over the world, maybe rabid. Or... I don't know something. And so, that mask, yeah. the mask. Uh, <laughs> all right, so there's. Uh, let's have a little. Let's have a little fun. Uh, fun with this here. Fact or fiction? Lipsticks bartender. Bartender. You decide. Thank All right, you, there Lucy. you go. Thank you so much. My old age. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't think she was a waitress. She was a bartender. That's right. All right. So, uh, anyway, so fact or fiction? That's a little you game. decide. That's a little game we like to play. That was very good. That's Brian. my Ron Radio voice there. So uh, we read three headlines uh, ripped from the news. Uh, Two of them are absolutely true. One, completely, utterly, scientifically false because I made it up. <laughs> Earlier this afternoon. <laughs> if there's a misspelling, it's the wrong one. Yeah, there you are. So everything is uh, everything's spelled correctly. All right. So there you go. Three headlines. Uh, we're, Brian's going to read them to Matthew, and uh, good luck, Matt. All right, Matt. Here we go. Here's, uh, here are the three headlines. I'm ready. Number one, Queen guitarist Brian May helps save thousands of tiny hedgehogs. <laughs> okay. Don't cheat. Don't get on your computer and look I'm for that. I'm not looking. Okay. I'm just getting that so I can uh, Headline number two, dogs in space. NASA plans for a canine companion to travel to the space station for a visit. Space pirates. And headline number three, uh, people discover 300 cats living in a two-bedroom apartment. 
See, that's very believable because that had that has happened. Every city has a has yeah. a cat. How many cats? Three hundred. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> that's of a lot of cats in a two bedroom apartment. Yeah. Yeah. But that's <laughs> well, if you stack them right. <laughs> <laughs> but still, um, that's very believable, and, you know, because. <laughs> I don't know, dogs in space. Okay, uh, number one, Queen Guitars Brian May helps save thousands of tiny hedgehogs. Right. Number two, dogs in space. NASA plans for a canine companion to travel to the space station for a visit. And number three, people discover 300 cats living in a two-bedroom apartment. Okay. So I'm good. The, having a dog on the uh, International Space Station would be very cool. I do follow the NASA. So that'd be cool. I haven't seen that yet, but still would be cool. First, what was the first animal the in space? F- first animal in space was a dog. Yeah, right. So that. Do you that, remember what her name was? Sputnik. No, <laughs> it was like Svetna or something like that. Yeah, yeah, was it? No, was it was. It? Yeah, yeah. Svetlana. So I, Svetlana. Something like that. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the hedgehogs. You're gonna. Go. <laughs> I'm going with the hedgehogs. Three hundred or thousands of them. You said. I am sorry. Yeah, I Robinson. suck. <laughs> I am afraid I goofed. <laughs> So, so there you go. Because uh, the, the, Brian didn't know. And he actually mixed them up even more. I had him, he wrote them, he read them out of a different order than I, nice. I had written them. No, I, they're in the, this is the order. That's the order? That's the order, yeah. Oh, okay. You no, are having a stroke back there. Aren't you? <laughs> I am. Do you need I another am. beer, Jamie? <laughs> I am. So the, uh, the false fact was, uh, the dogs in space. Dogs in space. Really? I, made that, so, I made that one up. That's dogs very well done because dogs I followed in the NASA. space. So yeah, Queen Guitars Brian May helped save thousands of tiny hedgehogs. <laughs> it's one of the greatest joys. That's a quote. That's a pull quote. It's brought me all kinds of That's... wonderful joys that I never even dreamed of, Brian May says, of saving hedgehogs at the Amazing Grace Rescue Center That's a lot of on video. his estate in Surrey, England. It's a lot of video to watch. Yeah. When he's not touring the world with uh, Adam Lambert, helping to create Oscar-winning movies or exploring the cosmos, Queen Guitar's Brian May has another passion, saving hedgehogs. Huh. It does feel great, May tells Channel 5. Uh, the Channel 5 show, Saving Britain's Hedgehogs. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which features... <laughs> <laughs> the conservation work carried out at the Amazing Grace Rescue Center and is a state in Surrey, England, where sickly hedgehogs are rehabilitated and released back into the wild. Okay, so really? it, it goes on, but I'm not going to read it. No, please. Yeah. And then uh, next? people discover 300 cats living in a two-bedroom apartment. See, I thought this was... I thought this was the fake one, yeah. Because like people discover, you know, not authorities or you know, a landlord. It's just people discover. So I, I just thought it was oddly written. So, anyways, um, when neighbors started complaining about the conditions of an apartment in a high-rise building in Toronto, Toronto Animal Service was contacted to help look into it. They quickly realized the situation was far too much for them to handle on their own, and called on a, a bunch of rescues right. to help them out. When Toronto Cat Rescue got the call to help. They quickly agreed, but were definitely not prepared for what they found when they arrived at the apartment on Saturday. Inside the small two-bedroom apartment were 300 cats. 300 cats at two two bedrooms. But see, said people. So would you go up by yourself? No. (laughs) It's crazy to try and imagine how 300 cats could fit inside a two-bedroom apartment. And it was even crazier for the rescuers to witness in person. The conditions inside the apartment were unlike any they had ever seen before. And everyone was baffled at how the situation had gotten to that point. It was very difficult. It was a very difficult place to spend any time. Right. Here's the thing. This is a high-rise building. How did they get up there? Uh, <laughs> Are you sneaking these cats in? Yeah, they in your trench coat. Well, that's not a bad question. The, the other question, though, is, uh, I mean, it had at fifty cats, it had to smell. Yeah, at five cats, it probably smelled right in the hallway. Yeah, yeah. 
Three hundred? Are you kidding me? Just eyes watering. What about the people who live below them? I mean, where the the ceiling? What do they have? Like like one of those like blue kitty poles as the cat box? I mean, what are they? Did they find the pole? How about thirteen of them? Did they find the owner underneath all the felines? I mean, there's a there's there's having a puppy pile with your cats, but that's just ridiculous. The the human would have been preserved. Uh, Listen to this. With such little space, there were cats in absolutely every corner of the apartment, strewn about the living room, and piled together in the bathtub. Any place a cat could find to occupy, they would. And it was painfully clear that each and every cat needed to be rescued. Oh my gosh, that is um, it's so sad for the animals too. Very, Jesus, so. Oh, so, yeah. so, all right, we got, I got a person with a, a little bit of a cat conundrum. Oh. Uh, this is something of a story problem. So strap yourselves in for, for oh. this one. Uh, let me get my piece of paper. Hey, wait, uh, before you get to that, Laika, yeah. Laika, oh. Laika, the first dog. Is the Russian dog? Laika? Uh, da. Yeah. It was a Soviet spy dog. <laughs> uh. Soviet spy dog? Yeah. We'll get back to that because we got, we got uh, beluga Russian oh, yeah. spy yeah. whales turning up. But uh, we had a cat in trouble, a little bit of kitty trouble here, looking for some friendly advice regarding a neighbor's cat who has invaded our home. Uh, I'll try to keep things generic to protect the identities of all involved. About a month ago, a cat showed up at our front door and walked right in with us. We thought it was cute at first, and he kept coming back, and my kids got really attached to it. A few days later, um, I sent the cat out with a collar to see if it would come back or if maybe it had a home. A week later, the owner showed up and we talked about the cat. Apparently, uh, there's another cat where this cat lives who's older and doesn't like this cat and results in fights. And so this cat will take off for large strokes of time. They also have a dog who's sweet but seems to make this cat nervous and tries to use it as a toy from time to time pretty sad actually uh we were asked not to feed the cat so it would go home and eat because the owner hasn't seen the cat in a while and and missed it uh i was i was given the okay to to spray the cat with a water bottle if it tried to eat uh my fish or things but it keeps jumping on our kitchen counters and the tables and trying to eat out of our fish tanks and tries to get in our cars uh, anyway, this cat is becoming problematic as he's always acting like he's starving and he eats out of our dog's bowl. And he'll even swat at the dog if the dog tries to nicely nudge the cat away from his bowl. Wait a minute. Does, does this cat have a key to the house or something? <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's, that's where I was going. So, and the cat has scratched up our carpet and the back door and the edges of my sofa. But the problem is my kids have grown very attached and I and the cat tells me I look fat in my favorite jeans. <laughs> it's a terrible cat. Uh, now the cat Drinking has all my booze. Now the cat has shown up with a swollen face. Uh, in the morning, we notice that he has a big cut on the side of his face, and it, it appears though he's been in a fight while he's been out and about. This cut looks like it needs medical attention. I want to take him to the vet. Should I take him to the vet? And should I make my neighbor pay for it? Wait a minute. I got a lot of questions here. First of all, <laughs> so the neighbor comes over and says, yeah, that's my cat. Cat's going to be spending some time here. So <laughs> make sure you follow these instructions. Yeah. No, the guy said, stop feeding my cat. I know, but, so he, didn't he, say, home. but he didn't say stop take, letting the cat in the house. Yeah. Right. Stop yeah, feeding yeah, the yeah. cat. It's like, yeah. He's scratching up the couch. Well, why is this strange neighborhood cat coming to your house? Yeah. Well, and but it, if the kids like him, they're like, oh, I'm going to bring Fluffy in. And, yeah, but still, it's, it sounds like. 
these people have to take control of a, a few things around the house. <laughs> There's right. boundaries that need to be set for sure. Yeah. But okay, so let, let's say – Does the cat have thumbs? <laughs> That's a really good question actually. <laughs> get a little in? dog door. <laughs> Just yeah. kind of. Well, you said the something. cat. He comes. He keeps trying to eat the fish that are in the fish tank. He keeps yeah. eating the dog food. Does yeah. the cat have a tapeworm? Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> so, but, but the, the cat has a lot, lot of, <laughs> lot of confidence. <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's some family stuff going on too. But so a, a, a pet in the neighborhood, right, yeah. is on your doorstep and and is hurting, and you're like, well, this thing should probably yeah. go to the vet right. now. You know what I would do first? I would I would feed the cat, and if the owner came by and said, hey, don't feed my cat, I'd say. Keep your cat in your house. Yeah. Is, is that, is that, uh, uh, thumbs. Uh, again, I'm thinking this cat can just like, uh, um, maybe the cat <laughs> can go through walls Ooh, like a ghost. Like maybe a it ghost. is a ghost. Ooh. Yeah. Scratching, Scratching at the wall. At the wall. But, uh, yeah. So it, it, if you take the cat to a vet and get it treated, uh, who's responsible for that? You or the owner? It's someone else's pet. The well, pet. they they kind of open themselves up to this, right? I yeah, mean, it's, right. it's it's like Inviting picking up uh, and... picking up garbage on the street, and once you pick it up, now you're responsible for it. Right. Put it in the. Yeah. I, I think if you elect to take the cat to the vet, then you've elected to pay that yeah, bill. Yeah, absolutely. Right. absolutely. Um, you might, in casual passing, say, "Yeah, hey, he was pretty jacked up, and we took him to the vet, and it cost us much." Don't say you owe me that, but just throw yeah, it out there, and the yeah. person's like, "Oh my god, let me pay for that." Then say, "Oh, okay, right. sure, yeah." Oh, yeah. we didn't even think of that. <laughs> right. Take the cat, walk Here's the to invoice. your neighbor's house, and say, "Here, <laughs> yeah, this is what you know." What, you know what I would do? I would bring the cat back in a in a little tiny tuxedo and say, "Your cat had no clothes. <laughs> the tuxedo was twenty two hundred dollars. <laughs> you owe me." As you can see, it fits them perfectly. <laughs> So, yeah, Lucy said take the cat to the vet, but in all actuality, you should have control of your animals, and that's really the thing. If they're letting it in the house, don't, they probably like the cat. So, yeah. you know what? Or control your cat. Well, one, don't let it in your house. Cat B, the person it. who owns it shouldn't let it out of their house. Yeah, yeah. but if, uh, if you like the cat, control you should just steal the cat. Yeah. <laughs> steal it. That's it. Yeah. Possession's nine-tenths. Yeah. What's the, the likelihood the thing's chipped, right? <laughs> one of them. <laughs> yeah. Who is it? Who? Pet what keys. neighborhood is this? Is weird. It's a weird place. <laughs> it's, it's, it's in Florida. <laughs> yeah, it's weirder than weirder than that. May, are, are they in an area? Do they live in Appalachia? There's no doors on the front, front of the house. Is that, <laughs> what, what's going on? <laughs> all doors open automatically with a meow. <laughs> yeah. They're all sound sensitive. Something, but something weirder than that. Our little weird science for you. Researchers researchers restore some activity to the brains of slaughtered pigs. What? what? Yes, researchers were able to treat uh, the pig brains Matt with has a formula Matt to has a question. partially restore some cellular activity. Mr. Flanagan, Mr. Flanagan. <laughs> and Mr. Teacher. They voted in Alabama. All right, go ahead. What? Where the hell would you find this story? Your web browser must be just chock full of- U.S. News. U.S. All News. Right. My goodness, your web browser. USnews.com. Wait a I, I'm, I'm sorry. I was paying about 14% attention to that. <laughs> what, what did they, what did they, what was the reason why they did this research? What happened? What was the upshot? I mean, it's I like, don't, I don't know why. I, I read the headlines and then we go from there. Now we're going to have pig zombies. <laughs> That's what, yeah, pig zombies. And they, and they, 
get elected to Congress. They Frankensteined a pig? Oh, something. I don't know. Scientists were able to partially restore cellular activity in the brains of pigs who had been killed hours earlier. In an experiment described Wednesday in the Journal of Nature, <laughs> researchers from Yale. <laughs> Is that... Uh, Yale, Who's Yale Monster <laughs> University. What is this? But Yale University researchers restored some cellular activities such as uh, spontaneous synaptic activity uh, in the brains that have been removed from pigs slaughtered within previous hours. Wow. Uh, so my geez. question would be, so this is just the brain, not the not the pig. Right, right, right. The right. brain has been removed from the pig. Sure, yeah, yeah. Okay, you yeah. know what's sad about this? I was hoping like, like Pigs, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I can see this pig just approaching the pearly the gates, <laughs> and then these researchers bring him back just to poke a little, you know, electrode in his brain. It's robo, it's going to be Robo Pig. <laughs> robo Pig. Ah, <laughs> uh, researchers have spent six years developing a way to study brain cells while leaving them intact, which uh, requires supplying the brain with oxygen and nutrients. They tested their techniques on about, oh Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Uh, about 300 pig heads obtained from local pork processing, the NPR reported. Uh, so NPR researchers discovered the brains uh, are treated with a formula that looked different from those that were not. Da, 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 da. So it's not a living brain, they say, but it's cellularly active. Hmm. So there. So yeah, that's it. Now we got we got raccoon zombies. We yep. got pig zombies. Wow. They're making legislation in Alabama. We have cats with thumbs. Oh, they've always had thumbs, though. Yeah. So, Matt, uh, <laughs> yes. what do you call two octo- octopi that look exactly the same? Well, they they would be some form of a twin. Mm-hmm. So, twin to pie? Twin pies? Identical. 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 <laughs> That's so Obvious. <laughs> I don't have my thinking cap on tonight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you mentioned you mentioned uh, the 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 Russian dog. Yeah, a Leica. And Leica. Uh, here I'm going to hand this off to you. This is about a whale that could be with the Russian military. Check Ooh. this. Check this guy out. You, you, know, you said because yes, you heard of that. You I said did. you heard of that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. Um, whale discovered with harness. <laughs> Could be from Russian military. The beluga whale was wearing a harness with equipment St. Petersburg written on it. A white beluga whale spotted in the waters of the Norwegian Arctic was wearing a tight harness that appeared to be Russian. Leading, yeah, it has no style whatsoever. Crickets. Uh, leading Norwegian <laughs> officials to believe the animal escaped from a Russian military facility. Fishermen discovered the whale last week, uh, and one of them jumped in the water on Friday to remove the harness. The device uh, featured a mount for a camera, and equipment St. Petersburg was written on the harness straps. Interesting. St. Petersburg? Yeah. Is SeaWorld, do they have a SeaWorld in St. Petersburg? Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a professor at uh, Department of Arctic Marine Biology at the Arctic University of Norway said that it is most likely that the Russian Navy in Murmansk uh, is involved, according to Time. Murmansk is a city in northwest Russia, uh, and, the, and the country has military facilities in the area. It wasn't clear what, if anything, the animal was being trained for or if it was involved in a military exercise in the region. Uh, he said that neither Russia nor uh, Norway has reported conducting programs or experiments using beluga whales. 
Wow, this is weird. You know, you, you hear about this. This sounds like a World War II thing, doesn't it? it? Yeah. They, it, they did some great did. stuff back in World War II. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, uh, that was very facetious, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> or are you being serious? Oh, no, I mean, just, I mean, just wonderfully awful. <laughs> okay, and just making just sure. Insane. Like, everyone did. Like, Hello. Everyone did. <laughs> oh, just, yeah. The, the, US, just... the U.S. military. Uh, you, 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 did you know the, um, the, the uh, Japanese military right. uh, put incendiary devices on bats? <laughs> and they okay. and they flew the bats over, and the idea was, you know, uh, bats like to hide in uh, the eaves of houses, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. And they thought it would cause these tremendous fires all over, because you know, right, every, right. everything right. in Japan is made of bamboo, right? <laughs> so, it's, it's what, so they probably thought, ah, we're, we're gonna, gonna torch the place with gonna, this. Yeah, I mean, it, it started a couple little fires, and you know, right. people put them out with their garden hose and. <laughs> but the, these torch bats. But uh, there, there's a, one of the one of the podcasts that I, I follow and listen to. It's called the Dollop, uh, and they had a whole episode about um, just the the scientific experimenting. It's great, just the progression of things that the U.S. government and other governments did with animals. But yeah. the U.S. government had robo cats. They had cats <laughs> that they like. And it's awful what they did to kids. It's very inhumane and very awful, awful, awful what they did to these cats. But they like implanted like, you know, microphones and transmitters like in these cats and in their bodies. (laughs) And then they like pushed them over the wall of the Russian embassy. And, you know, because the Russians, they knew they liked the cats. And so the cats would wander in and out of the embassy and they would like try to use them as bugs. But the cats usually just go asleep in a closet somewhere. So all they're getting is a... (laughs) (laughs) So they wouldn't, the cats wouldn't go like sit on their desk. I just whatever, but they're yeah they implanted all these things in these cats and it's like it oh, was like millions for six hours <laughs> <laughs> these millions and millions of dollars and for these cats and it was like and then they just like stayed outside or whatever it was just the dollop though they have a great show on that and just the the lunacy of it all um, but yeah those cats just kill me man hmm. oh beluga whales Ugh. spying they're spying. They're spying on us. Um, so, but uh, it's, we're 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 out of flu, cold and flu season, right? I hope so. But we're, Supposedly, but yeah. we're not out of danger, right? Uh, Iowa officials are confirming uh, cases of dog disease that infect humans. So, Ooh, that's, are, so it's zoonotic. Yes, cases yeah. of uh, zoonotic disease, canine uh, brucelliosis have been tied to uh, commercial breeding operations in the state. So uh, these commercial breeding sites are are breeding zoonotic diseases. Uh, so what, what this is this is illness? What Iowa. Uh, dog breeding facility in the central part of the state of Iowa has been linked to this canine disease, uh, and it can be transferred to humans. The state veterinarian, Jeff Kincaid, says multiple cases of the disease stemming from small dogs out of a commercial breeding location uh in Marion County um we're in the process of notifying individuals who have custody of the exposed dogs uh both animals and the facilities are quarantined while the dogs undergo clinical testing so this is serious they're they're putting the clamp down on these dogs uh out of these out of these is facilities it, is it a respiratory thing? uh reproductive failure in dogs what And could be passed to humans through direct contact or aerosol exposure to infected animal fluid. Gross. Uh, Infections in humans can cause flu-like symptoms, fevers, headache, back pain, uh, but back pain is rare. Um, 
it infects the human's nervous system, eyes, or heart. So if you uh, have a bad heart or a weak heart, this is a dangerous situation for you. And and that's the thing. You get a lot of uh, older people that like get pets as companions, Mm -hmm. uh, and they're, you know, boom, and then they're more susceptible. So that's not the good. So it's uh, this bacteria can be found in animals like cattle, bison, elk, uh, and feral pigs, but it, it's not common in dogs. But for whatever reason, it, there was an outbreak among these dogs in the in these uh, breeding facilities. So nature. So if if a dog uh, has a fever, uh, you know what no, to do. No, the person gets a fever. Oh no! What but do you do if a dog has a fever? You put mustard on it because that's the best thing for a hot dog. Oh, good God! <laughs> We're not uh, right. <laughs> I prefer relish, but okay, that's, I'll go with that. That's not right. <laughs> oh boy, mm, I'm running low. I'm running low on <laughs> identical. I did that one. <laughs> uh, all right, I got this. I only got one, so Matt, you better come up with more. It's time for the Bad Animal Joke of the Week. Who's bad? All right, in honor of our uh, spying beluga buddies. Hey, Matt. Hey, Jamie. What do you call a blue whale? Oh, no, what do you do with a blue whale? (laughs) So many ideas. I have no idea, though. Cheer it up. Why do giraffes have such long necks? <laughs> I, I don't know. Because their feet stink. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, fellas. Hey, what? What, do, oh. what do cats have for breakfast? What do cats have for breakfast? Mice crispy. Uh, what do you do if your dog eats your pencil? <laughs> Sharpen it? Sharpe it? No. Use a pen. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. This is awful. Uh... What did the thirsty whale do? What did the thirsty whale do? What did the thirsty whale do? It bit the tail off a submarine and sucked out the semen. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Didn't see that coming. That would would be where to end it right there. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if we're done, but I think we better stop. (laughs) Oh, good Lord. All right, AnimalTalkRadio.com. That's the website. Animal Talk Radio on all the socials. Uh, like, subscribe, leave a comment. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Uh, WHBJ, it's a digital radio station. They, uh, they're out playing of us. Pittsburgh, right? Hutch, they? Yeah. yeah. And the folks, they've been playing these. Uh, this might be the last one. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate them playing those. Podcast Detroit, keeping us up and running on uh, all the uh, platforms and outlets. And, uh, and you for, for joining us. Uh, greatly, extraordinarily uh, appreciate it. Uh, the Pet Parade, right? We're getting ready to give away it's that coming. T-shirt. And uh, you send us a picture of your pet, yes. and we add it to the Pet Parade on our website. So uh, we'll pick one random person, and we'll send you a T-shirt in the size of our choosing. <laughs> and <laughs> So there you go. So uh, send your pets in for the Pet Parade. And uh, brag about the critters that, that make our life so so enjoyable. So, uh, Brian, you got anything else? Uh, like I said, I think we better stop. All right, fair play. All right. <laughs> He's going to jump it. across the table. That's and punch it for me. me. All right, have an exotic week. Hey, and uh, kiss your wild thing for me. <laughs>